the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great time up here. This Saturday, we are here in May. We're, we're listening to the world burn. We're listening to Israel having its problems. We're listening to um, the senile in chief, um, the... the The, the Bryman. We're just, we're just going to leave it at that. We're on family radio here. Uh, Joe Bryman, uh, we're watching him destroy everything we know and hold dear in our lives. Everything that's worked, we're watching him take things backwards. You know, just this week, as we see this uh, shutdown, this terrorist attack on our pipelines on the East Coast, we see the rest of the country realizing, wow, you know, there's an issue here. We've been dealing with high gas prices in California forever, but now all of a sudden they've seen it. And and here's an attitude that I heard uh, on my way to record this show here today from the Biden administration when they were asked about what they plan to do about this. The Secretary of Energy said, "Well, if you all drove electric cars, you wouldn't care how much gas costs." Let them eat cake. I mean, that's Marie Antoinette's, well, it's attributed to her anyway. You know, we're out of bread, let them eat cake. Instead of let's get the oil flowing, the fuel flowing, let's get people what they need so they can move on with their lives. Well, if you would have just bought a more expensive electric car, then you wouldn't have these issues. In California, if we have more electric cars, we can't charge them. Everybody's going to want to charge their car between six o'clock at night and midnight. That's going to overload every grid opportunity if you're loading up a uh, electric car overnight. Solar does not contribute during the nighttime. <laughs> so you might have an overabundance of electricity during the day, and, and then all of a sudden there's nothing at night. It's absolutely ridiculous. This country, we need our freedom of movement. That is what's under attack with this ridiculousness. We need our freedom of movement. And to have an administration this tone deaf that says, well, just get an electric car, not understanding we already have issues with electricity. Matter of fact, my guest here uh, lives in Texas, and Texas had a small problem with their grid when things got cold. So what are you going to do with your electric car when, when you can't get any electricity either? And let me just introduce my guest here. Uh, I don't think he drives an electric car. If he does, he better not say anything to me about it. But... Uh, <laughs> This is my special guest, longtime <laughs> friend of the show, uh, really a fun guy and a, a great guy to shoot with. If you ever have an opportunity to, you got to see this guy run. Uh, but this is Jason Mayashiro. You can find him on Instagram at J-M-I-Y-A-T-2-2-2. 
J-M-I-Y-A-2-3. Jason, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Phil. Thanks for having me. It's good to hear you. Well, you know, you're in Texas now. You have left the state of California. You've fled. You've been one of those, one of many, one of I- millions. Right. I think in California, we actually would have lost about six congressional state seats. We only lost two officially. We would have lost six or eight if they didn't count the illegal aliens coming back in. So, I mean, that's how many people who have money and options have left California at this point in time. It's it's kind of funny uh, if it was funny. Anyway, you've you've escaped to Texas. So tell us about that. Well, um, the timing was interesting. So when we got here it was mid-February and we got here just in time for the ice storm. Okay. So imagine driving for three days, you're a little sleep deprived, and you show up to the ice storm of um, the greatest ice storm in history of Texas, where we didn't have uh, water or power for about five days. So that was an interesting initiation. And if I had arrived in uh, a week later, I would not have even known because it was hot and sunny by that time. I would not have believed it was a nice storm. It was trial by fire for sure. What part of <laughs> but Texas? I'm loving it now. Good. But what, what I mean, part Keller, of Texas? Uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Okay. Okay. What made you move? The freedom. It's a redundant question, but you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, you know, just better. There's just different opportunities here when it comes to um, private training and firearms training and to, to use those in tandem. Um, and people are very, very interested in firearms training. It's just one of my passions, as you know, and uh, it's really um, proven to be the right choice for me. Very good. Now, folks, if you don't know, or if you don't remember, or if you've been a real slacker and haven't heard any of the past shows with Jay and on, Jason on there, then shame on you. But what you should know off the bat is that Jason is an unbelievable IDPA shooter. He came from nowhere, uh, just three years from starting in the sport to being the uh, the Grand Poobah Western International Galactic uh, Champion in IDPA in the karaoke division. Right? <laughs> yes, that's. <laughs> oh, is it karyoptic? Or karyoptic, whatever you want to say. Either way, I'll he sing sings while well, he yeah. shoots. He's singing while he's shooting. It's a new division there. Maybe I don't know. At least it's not light opera, so it's a good thing. <laughs> so he's in, he's in the karyoptic division, and that's made a big change for you shooting too. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, pulling from concealment with a karyoptic? Um, yeah, it is different. So the reason why you've been switching karyoptic is back in twenty. I guess 18, 19, I was having vision issues. Well, how old Definitely are you? having vision issues. Um, I'm 46 now. So this is probably when I turned like 43, 44. And um, for the first time in my life, I was having vision issues and I'm missing headshots seven yards. Well, you know, sight. they said, if you don't stop, you go blind. And now, you know, they were blind. <laughs> man, I wish I would have listened. <laughs> but yeah, it feels it was bizarre, man. And it was an Arizona State uh, Championship match. And I was... Um, I, I, for the first time I was nervous and I was, I did not feel confident about what I was seeing. And, you know, my whole philosophy on shooting is in order to shoot fast, you have to see fast. And I, I couldn't see. And that was very um, uh, humbling and nerve wracking for me. And um, so switching to carry optic, of course, is different because now we're, we're on target focus. Right. And um, it's, it has definitely helped my vision for sure. And it's just about seeing that red dot uh, superimposed and, um, yeah, it, sometimes you can lose a red dot. That's for sure. You know, so you have to. I have techniques that I use now to make sure that I can always uh, pick up that red dot. And um, you know, it's all about grip formation and seeing uh, that red dot stay within that window. So um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. And uh, it doesn't hurt that I have a SIG X5 Legion. You just um, had to bring that up. I was, I was going to leave that in the outtake, but here it comes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. but I have a G550, not just a G5, G550 jet. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was very, very fortunate to have one of these guys. Yeah, and um, and then that's rub it in even further with my girlfriend Chelsea. She has one as well. Because <laughs> well, when you X5 together, you stay together. You know. Yeah, that's that. I've heard that a lot of X5 and going yes. on there. So. Yeah. The other bad thing is you can just walk down to your local store and buy an X5 off the counter. You know, or an STI or a 320 or whatever is nice in the world. The new Walther. I don't know if you've seen that gun. You can just go down there and pick that sucker up. Uh, the, the witness elites, you know, whatever you want, man, the world is your smorgasbord, right? It is kind of nice. I will tell you this, that the first thing we did when we were leaving California, as soon as we hit that Arizona border, we got out of the car, put our pistol grips back on our AR, kissed, <laughs> threw them back in the car, and then headed off back to Texas. That's what we did. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to that one. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we go to Cabela's and we see all these X5s and these um, 320s, compacts, and yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, the, the inventory is pretty good now. It's, it's recovered pretty well. Well, the, the firearm manufacturers, I mean, if you think about it, yes, there's a lot of people in California. But they have to make a specific gun for California. So mm-hmm. if you've got an opportunity, if you can run your higher margin items like an X5 or a SIG 320, as opposed to your lower things that have been in the, uh, that have been, you know, marketed for years, like the, the Glock Gen 3s, right? That's all we mm-hmm. can have here in California, which yes. is great. It's a nice gun. I, uh, I own those, but you're not getting an X, uh, a Gen 5. You're not getting a Gen 4. So Glock is, when they tool up, they're tooling up for all those other states to sell to 360 million other Americans or 300 million other Americans than just it's what's in California. And that, that makes total sense. So you're seeing the supply line of, of normal guns come through and be caught up. In California, we're still in the... Uh, we're, we're still in the middle of it. I mean, you know, a dozen guns come yeah. in, they're gone in a day and a half so uh, or yeah. less. And, you know, <clears throat> the, the good thing is I've, I been, I've been selling a lot, yeah. of, uh, a lot of stuff that I've accumulated over the years I just haven't used. It's like, well, let's pass this on, you know, make a dollar or two. And also- yeah. And, you know, um, one of my favorite places to go in L.A. too is uh, Angeles Armory. Uh, Nabel there who who runs that place that's a that's a good dude he always posts on instagram as well and um he's always got pretty pretty good stuff in stock and um, he's just a good guy is that the one at the angeles range that's correct yeah that's a great place to go i didn't know he had a gun store that i know they had uh oh they yeah. had it's um it's reloading been... stuff yeah so right now so then they moved to a, a bigger store now so the um yeah the angeles armory is big time now and he's got some great stuff in stock so check that out for sure all right. Well, very good. Hey, folks, Philip Neiman, yeah. Firing Line Radio Show. Get the podcasts at firinglineradio.com. And if you look hard enough, you find some of the previous shows with Jason Mayashiro. Those were way funnier than this. So I highly recommend those. <laughs> this one, just go mow the lawn. You're, we're over here already. So, yeah, this is as good as it's going to get on this particular show <laughs> on my part. Now, Jason will still still try and carry the rest of it, but I'm just telling you that's the way it is. You can get a hold of him on Instagram at jmiya23, jmiya23. Jason Mayashira will be right back after this. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? 
This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Philip Naiman. You know, you can get our podcast at FiringLineRadio.com. But every single week, we are sponsored by Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. Awesome guy. He's been on the show numerous times. You know where he stands. You know he's for you and the Second Amendment. He's going to get you everything he can in this very troubled time. So head on down to Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside, corner of Brockton and Arlington, 951-823-0211-951. Dan, do we have a jingle to go with this number? Like, you know, like a like the car I think you should start singing. That we'll, we'll record it, and we could use okay. your, your jingle. Well, Jason Jason's into karaoke, so we'll have him sing it for us later oh, here. No. He's the grand champion karaoke division for that. But anyway, phone number is 951-823-0211. Uh, bullseyesport.com, Brockton and Arlington. Go see Vince. Buy everything that's in the store while you can. Okay, joining me back here, folks, I have Jason Mayashiro. Jason, can you give us a little jingle on that, the karaoke? I, no, I can't. Uh, no, I cannot, Phil. <laughs> You know, I wish I could. <laughs> when it comes to being a professional athlete, you have to stretch your boundaries. You have to as- imagine things. You have to go beyond your comfort level. And I really think that at this point, in the, you should just sing the phone number for Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo. I feel like, Phil, that at 5 3 I stretched it This is what you're doing. <laughs> the only thing I can do is use my dry fire mag and give you this. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> can you do it in Morse code? If you could just do the phone number in Morse code <laughs> for us. Okay. <laughs> all right, folks. funny. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. You know what you just said? You just said, that's actually funny. I'm funny all the time. <laughs> that's right. That's now, right. Now, that's what you told me. I did. That's what I tell my family, too. And they go, <laughs> this is a sad fact. Okay, here's, here's some uh, <laughs> therapy on the radio. So... My family says, Dad, or my daughter, Dad, I don't think they understand your point, like if I'm making a sarcastic thing. And I said, that's okay, because my humor is for me. I get it. And I can't help it if the whole rest of the world is not smart enough to catch these jokes. I mean, boom, boom. boom. (laughs) This is funny stuff here. You got to pay extra for this. If you can't catch well, it, I can't help you. So there you go. Well, what I love, what I love saying stuff like, you know, I'm a very humble person. It's probably my favorite thing about me. <laughs> All my friends say, <laughs> I am, I am such a humble, funny person. Just ask anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, speaking of being humble, we are talking with Jason Mayashiro. Now, uh, Mayashiro, not ah, uh, okay? We're going with a, the masculine form of Mayashiro in Spanish. I appreciate it. Yes, because it's, it is Hispanic, is it not? <laughs> it is not, but I'd say something oh, very funny when that you say that. Because of um, – so I'm Okinawan, and uh, we look very different than typical Japanese, so we have a little bit more Spanish blood in us. and. <laughs> People typically don't think, if I grow out like a little goatee and mustache thing, people do not think I'm Japanese. They think I'm Hispanic. And it doesn't help when they say, oh, you're Japanese? I go, yeah, man. What do you think, man? <laughs> so it probably doesn't help when I respond that way. You know, I'm stupid. You know, it probably doesn't help, but um, it... <laughs> I know, Phil. You've seen Up and you Smoke. Me. You get stories. You've seen Up and Smoke one too many times. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And also, I have this habit of doing telling stories and then doing impressions and they get me in trouble, as you know. Well, you know, if you're not going to do that, then I'm not going to have you back on the show. That's just the way it is. Okay. <laughs> We're trying our best. We want to get canceled as fast as possible here. I need, I need right, to well, get good. Just, ha- just have me on more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'll get you there. All right. Hey, we're having fun here, folks. I hope you are. But anyway, so um, I'm talking with Jason Mayashiro. Now, I'm talking with him because not only is he a fun guy and he's, he's very entertaining, but he's an amazing, amazing pistol shot. Now, his specialty is IDPA. So for those who don't know what IDPA means, um, give him a little rundown of what is IDPA and why is that different from just your basic going to the range and shooting a bullseye? International Defensive Pistol Association, and the keyword is defensive. And what it's trying to do is put us through scenarios that have happened, all right? You know, like shooting ourselves out of a scenario like uh, the San Bernardino Freeway um, incident where, you know, you have to kind of see what um, the active shooter uh, environment was like. You have threats and you have non-threats that you have to watch out for. You have activated targets and swingers and your accuracy is everything. You're penalized very, very heavily if you're um, inaccurate. Um, the fastest time, of course, and most accurate uh, wins um, because uh, you're really having to focus on um, defensive strategy. And you know, we talk about slicing the pie. And if you do what you see in the movies, you die. You know, there are tactics, there are, um, priorities that you have to obey. And uh, that's why I love it so much is because if you do what you do in IDPA in real life, you survive. So, and in IDPA, you start with like a concealed carry position. Right. We have a cover garment um, or you can actually, um, yeah, or sorry, they don't do deep concealment yet. Um, I believe other sports are trying that, but yeah, you have a cover garment, which you have to clear which inhibits your draw, right? So you have to really um, focus on your draw. And for me, that's been um, a fun thing to teach because it's all about left-hand placement. When your support hand gets to your chest first, you can really go fast from there and safe. Right. And so uh, they don't allow inside the waistband holster though, right? It's all outside? They do not. They do not because they're not a big fan of the reholster um, of, the, of a loaded firearm at that point. A lot of people go back to holster very quickly. Um, and that's the initial concern. Well, I, I agree with that. Actually, when I'm dealing with yeah. mine, I actually take the holster out, put the gun in, and then put it back on. Um, just I because, love that. I love that. We've talked about that. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to run for governor in a dress. So it's important <laughs> for me to keep all my... <laughs> To keep all my OEM equipment oh. uh, the way it is, you know, that's just the way it's. I was be. wondering. I was wondering how you're going to fit that in here. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that pop, is amazing. Pop that's goes brilliant. the weasel is not a fairy tale. Oh my god. Um, oh no, it's it's serious, man. You're absolutely right. I, you know, we hear about those injuries all the time. Yeah, and it's kids. I've, I've seen this um, mm -hmm. more so in like three gun or or. Uh, not the Ipsic, but anyway, the other defensive pistol shooting that they do like at West End and so forth. You know, a mm -hmm. guy, you know, show, make ready, boom, boom, he's ready. And he just throws it back in. Throw, it's yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no timer for reholstering. Mm -hmm. That's correct. You look, That's correct. You know, and, and I've just seen them and I've seen guys like, it's like yeah. son of a gun. That's why we keep those Thompson firearm plug kits handy, right? That's true. And, you know, Phil, that's why I've always been aligned with you with stuff like this. We've talked about this before, too, off camera and, uh, or, uh, you know, when we're not on radio. But it's, I'm very big on teaching a very slow reholster and looking and seeing it and feeling, you know, it's like, it's not looking up at, at the range and then just putting your gun back in your holster. You have to really measure it and take your time with it. I'm so glad we're talking about it now because um, not, a few, not enough people talk about it. And um, it's, it's a very big thing for me. It's one of the major things I teach my students. 
Um, of course, the draw. You know, drawing is important because you just don't want to flag your support hand. But reholstering, they just don't. I just feel like there's not a lot of um, credit given to that or, or a lot of attention given to reholstering. It's like it's over. It's like boom, 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 boom. Right. Right. And, and yeah. And uh, yeah, especially, you know, the guy's running a nine nineteen eleven or something. It's like, ooh. anyway. Yeah. I, I have yeah. a phobia. It's irrational. I get it. It's called a phobia. All right. I understand that. I've always had a phobia of a 1911 carrying it loaded, locked and cocked. Now, is it a safety? Yes. Is it a safety? Yeah. But in my mind, I don't like that. You know, it just, for whatever reason, maybe it's just because uh, it had such nice triggers on the 1911s, but that's always been an issue. Now, I know guys are like, oh, dude, all this. fine. That's great. Personally, for me, I'm going to, if I'm carrying concealed, I'm going to go with a striker fired something or other, or even something that's double action, might be exposed hammer, but double action, like the CZ 97 or 75, you know, they have the, those are things we can buy here in California. Um, they have exposed hammers, but the first pulls double action. And if you get that Cajun work trigger job on it, where it shortens that length, the CZ 75, I don't know if you've shot many of those, but it, your, your X5 copied it. Added $3,000, but copied it. So <laughs> it it shortens that trigger yeah. pull that's in a stock CZ-75 and lightens it. It's a, So it really makes it a nice shooting gun. Um, anyway, so there you go. That's one of the things to do. You uh, were shooting a Glock 34 for years, were you not? That's correct, yes. And then when did you make the change? Did you go to a 320 and then to the X5? Um, I actually went straight to the three um, to the X5, um, and I blame my friend Lawrence Shin, who's a shooter a shooter buddy of mine, for letting me shoot ten rounds out of his X5, and that was it. Mm -hmm. It was after an IDPA match, and he said, "Hey, you want to check it out?" Because I was just curious about SIGs, and you know they're kind of like the Rolls Royce of um, you know just like the triggers and the way that it articulates, and a little bit higher bore axis. But I've never shot one at that point, and that son of a gun, man, he let me <laughs> he let me. Um, put 10 of my rounds in there and I shot it and that was pretty much it. And at that point I was just trying to look for a way to get one. Now you need a holster. Um, yeah. Hey folks, this is Philip Damon, yeah. firing line radio show. We're joining Jason Myashiro, J M I Y A two, three on Instagram. Now you're going to want to find out why I keep repeating that. And that's because as we come back here, we're going to talk about his dry fire Academy and training and all the great stuff that this guy's involved in. So, Go to Instagram, J-M-I-Y-A-2-3. Follow him there. You can message him there, and we'll be right back after this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. 
This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Mulan Labe Saturday, folks. This is Philip Naiman. Hey, I don't know if you heard this too, Jason, but the new Department of Defense. This pinhead that they got running this thing, uh, they have a new department where they're looking for people who are extremists. And one of the signs of extremism is having something on your Facebook page or a bumper sticker on your car that says, like, Mulan Labe, 3%er, come and take it, um, and the Gadsden flag. This is all the horrible stuff, the patriotic thing that they're trying to purge out of our military right now. So... Anyway, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but keep an eye on it because this is going to get ugly. The only people that are going to be in the military are going to be the leftist creeps that like to use force on Americans. And that's that's the road that they're pushing down on that. So as, as you said, just before we got back on the air here, keep your head on a swivel. It's absolutely right. We need to watch what's happening in our government. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, uh, here with Jason Mayashiro. We're going to talk about happy stuff now, Jason. All right. Yeah, let's. I've had, <laughs> you got it. I've had enough coffee, so we're good for that. Um, Dry Fire Academy. What am I talking about? So I established this Dry Fire Academy because over the years, I just have learned so much from so many different people, right? From Bob Vogel, my sensei, Masaki Tanagawa, who got me started in this whole IDPA um, uh, odyssey. Elias Frangoulis, who's the uh, IPSC world champion. Got Shin Tanaka, who's a USPSA grandmaster. And these are people who took their time to share with me, you know, and I asked questions and I wanted to know. And I just, you know, like Kobe asking Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan actually had time to, you know, um, share with them and uh, sort of big brother to him the whole way. And that's how I, I've just been very thankful. Um, and, you know, I've always said, said this to you. I've been thankful to you for giving me an opportunity just to talk about it, to share it. And uh, I put together this Dry Fire Academy um, because I want to help and I love teaching. And um, I'm trying to save people a lot of the blood, sweat and tears that I went through. There's things, of course, that they must learn themselves. But um, my main goal, my, my uh, primary concern is safety. And what these lessons, these 25 lessons I've come up with, uh, keep safety in the foreground. It's just, it's paramount, right? Safety is everything. It's what allows us to continue shooting. Um, if we preach and promote safety, we get the attention of other shooters and we get their trust and their confidence. And that's what um, I've been lucky enough to do over the years. You know, well, that's that's so huge. When we see a guy roll up and he's digging in his bag and he's you know, not paying attention. He's behind the line. He's digging in his bag. He's pulling his gun out. He's putting it in holsters. You know, everybody's away watching away from that guy. So you don't want to be that guy. So your safety ideas on that are, are fantastic. Thank you. It's um, it's everything for me. And that's right. You know, we are uh, unfortunately that's how you're judged on the range is how safe you are, right? And um, it's it's uh, it's what's been instilled in me by Masaki, and he's always um, from the very beginning that you know just where that offhand position is that you know every time now whenever I reholster, I mean, like we talked about reholstering slowly, my support hand comes to my chest no matter what I do, and that's just something that's a new default response. So these lessons are to help people. Um, sort of redirect their instincts and reset their default responses and uh, to have fun, you know, to really be able to have the confidence to go out on the range and know what to expect out there and um, 
I guess what I'm trying to do is shed light on a lot of the demands uh, under under pressure. Okay. So somebody says Dry Fire Academy. So what does that mean? It means I'm just going to sit there and go click, 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 <laughs> click, right? How, how do you help them? So what I do is I put together, so these 25 lessons, the first thing we talk about is uh, the shooter's mindset, right? And get it into the head. And what does it mean? You know, right? We, what we're trying to basically do is um, not respond to this thing that's exploding in front of us. You know, to not blink, to not flinch, to not uh, anticipate the um, no mind the action. What's mind, that? no mind, That's too right. much mind, That's no right. mind. Too, exactly, and just kind of let it go. We talked about this, right? It's like understanding the Zen moment, and uh, I credit Elias Frangoulis, um with introducing to uh, me. Dude, that's just the a cool name. With winning in mind, it a, is a it is a cool is, name. Isn't wow. It? Yeah. Yeah, he and I, Frangoulis and Miyashiro, we like go back and forth to, have, to see who has a cooler syllabic name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I say, we put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. They, well, they shut you down. You only have two in your first name, you know. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's nice having the, my name on the back of my jersey. It's, you know, four letters, four letters down there. Uh, but yeah, this, this Dry Fire Academy um, is really about getting into the, the shooter's head, right? So um, I really talk about the mental preparation, right? And you and I have talked about this before too. It's the conscious mind, subconscious mind, your self-image and making sure all three are in harmony. And what does that mean, right? We, we hear these words. It's just about knowing that you've put in the work to get you on that range so that when you're on that range, you're not nervous about anything. Your, uh, your confidence is uh, intact. Um, when I talk about dry fire practice, we're talking about being very familiar with your gun uh, without live ammo, right? So knowing how to manipulate your firearm, how to do reloads, how to aim, how to present, how to talk about, I mean, my big thing right now, Phil, that I talk about all the time, three big things is grip, trigger prep, and trigger finger placement, okay? Because from that, we get the reset, we get recoil management, we get, you know, perfect presentation. But those are three big things that I um, that I focus on. And I even have those words on index cards, and I put them all in my, around my room because I want the visual reinforcement of that. I know it's what I'm supposed to be doing, but when I see it, it just buries it into my mind so a little deeper every time. So on an index card, I have grip. Another one, I have trigger prep. And another one, trigger finger placement. And, and you, that's a big one. And then you don't have to buy any art. You just have post-its on your, on your wall. And uh, so, sorry, honey, I'd love to buy you a Thomas Kincaid, but I got to put my post-its up here. Right? So right. Look at some money. Yeah. That's how you have enough money for a couple of X5s. That's right. Yeah. How did you know? Yeah. You know, and these index cards are like, what? it's um, 100 for $5. It's great. I think it's a great trade-off. <laughs> and, and you can get the but past, yeah, I'm, I'm, you can get a pastel color one you know it'll work i do actually i have the green blue and the and the pink one there you go <laughs> you tease me but you know i actually have it <laughs> it's got to be coordinated do you, do you have like the yeah. spring version the spring collection um which is your pastels and then a, a earth tones for the fall right yes yes it's like cream <laughs> and you and never brown. use <laughs> and you never use white a white card after yeah. september 1st that's crazy. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I go with this nice cream. It's almost like a cardboard. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's almost like an IDPA. Folks, you need to see the video target. on this. So yeah, go, go to our, uh, well, <laughs> go to our webpage, our webpage, go, go to a Facebook page and see that. Um, hey, have you ever used gab.com? I have not. 
So that's what we're all trying to switch over to here. I'm just having okay. a hard time getting my video up there. But anyway, uh, it will be there eventually, folks, honestly, one day. So Dry Fire Academy, Dry Fire Mag, you offer these uh, lessons to people. They contact you from JMIYA23, JMIYA23 on Instagram, right? That's correct. And because they're listeners of the Firing Line Radio Show, you're offering them a free 30-minute consultation. That's correct. Just to kind of see where they're at, to see what their um, what their expectations are, what they want to do, what their goals are. And um, just like with private training, you know, um, I don't just launch into a lesson, right? I want to know what their goals are because everybody is very different. Some people may not want it for competition. Some people may want to just become very familiar with their firearm. They want, want defensive training. And that's why the mindset is so important, you know, that um, if you're planning on buying a gun for your um, home defense, uh, I want to make sure you know what your responsibilities are. And um, that I want you to be a safe, responsible gun owner. So you get your 30-minute consultation, and then you have sessions. Is this going through Zoom? Is that basically what you're doing, Zoom meetings? Yes, correct. Zoom or FaceTime. And, um, yeah, we're able to accomplish a lot. The students that I have now are loving it and um, are doing really well. I have a student, Jeff, who, um, uh, since taking my classes, let's see, when he was in the 2019 IDPA Western, he came in like around 90th, 94, 95. And this time around, he jumped up all the way to 44. Wow. Wow. That's and good. that's huge. Yeah, I'm so proud of that guy, you know. And um, we just talk a lot about mindset and confidence and knowing that we put in the work to be there. And uh, I'm just so proud that this is a, a teachable system and that, um, you know, it's almost like I can't tell enough people. There's some just really cool things in here I've learned over the years that I'm just really excited to share. So those of you who are watching this on video, you'll see in the background of Jason, he's got a giant blue, looks like a 750 Dylan back there. 650 Dylan, yeah. 650. So um, I've got one the same. I have to have my buddy Dale come over and fix it for me. That's, I don't know, me and mechanics, no. When it breaks, I just throw it away and get another one. Um, <laughs> but they're a great machine. But the point I'm bringing up is, um, how are you finding components out there in Texas? Is it is there a decent flow or is it like California? I'm not. I'm not, I just have, um, I'm just using what I've had over the years. So and, that's you know, basically more stuff. art. That's more artwork you have in the back. That big blue thing is it's, just a statue. A, yes. I will tell um, people one day what it represented and what it was. And uh, it's going to be in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I'm just going to get it bronzed and put it up there. No, but I think I should. Texas, yeah. you're having problems with uh, components also? Same. Yeah. The main thing, of course, is primers because um, I use Bayou bullets, which I love. I've got a pretty good stock of that. Casings, I'm okay. Um, powder, I'm doing good, but primers for sure, I'm hurting. Yeah, I'm in my last maybe you know three, four thousand primers, and I had you know I'm not shooting a lot. I'm only shooting competitions. I'm not practicing a lot, so that's why for me the dry fire is just essential. Right, I'm going to talk about that when we come back because that's exactly where I was going. Folks, Philip Name and Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com for the podcast. We'll be right back. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. 
CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man, yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Naiman with Jason Mayashira. We're talking about practicing because shooting is a perishable skill, as are most things in life. And if you're not practicing, if you're not shooting because, well, facts are that there isn't any ammunition for you to get cheaply to afford to be able to be shooting – uh, it's hard to get reloading components, so a lot of us are not hitting the range like we would like to simply for economic purposes. Uh, you either can't get it or you don't want to shoot up all of your ammunition in practice in case the zombies ever show up. So the last thing you want is your dry fire magazine and the gun when the zombies are here because you used everything at the range. So we're going to turn things around here, have ways to practice with firearms without wasting all of your ammunition so you do have that going down the road. What was it you were just talking about, about you haven't shot that much except for competitions, except for your dry fire mag practice? That's correct, because I'm just low on components on, on um, right. and making uh, cartridges. And so I know that I have to uh, make up for that by my dry fire. So that's why this dry fire academy and the stuff that I put together here is uh, this the stuff I did to win the Western, you know, and it's about vision. It's about grip and about consistency. So um, that's why I'm really big on these fundamentals that I talk about in my dry fire class and just really trying to drive home. There's a lot of, every time we go through a lesson, it's cumulative, right? We um, review, we talk about the trigger prep and trigger finger discipline, muzzle awareness, and making sure that we're always, always keeping those safety principles in mind before we start every class. And what that does is it makes it, um, you know, your primary focus and it makes it your new default response. And I want safety to be an instinct. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and that's why I, I, I structured this program the way I did. So that's why um, there's a, some really cool. One of my favorite lessons in this is the the fourth or the third lesson where we talk about relaxation, vivid rehearsals, and how to recover from like a really bad stage. So how to recover from chaos on the range. You know, whether it was a scary moment or you shot in a really bad stage. You know, we talk about um, being able to get your mind back on track and how to forget it and to move on and to not bring the negativity with you. And mm-hmm. it's not so much being, you know, um, naive to it, but it's about uh, the mental strength to know that, okay, I had a little flub. How do I learn from it and move on and not let that carry on to the next 10 stages I have to shoot? Just, just use your pacifier, move on. Hey, um, so, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, here's, here's something that I've just started doing. I mean, actually it's not even delivered yet. I ordered it this week, but because practice is so hard and I want to, I wanted to shoot more this year, but I really don't want to blow through a ton of ammunition. You know, you go to a stage at a, or go to a round like uh, the ones at West End, and you're two, three hundred rounds, right? Well, if you're replacing it, that's fine. If you can't replace it and you're doing ten or ten uh, 
events a year, well, that's 3,000 rounds you just shot. And that's, you know, that's, that might make a dent in some people's stashes. So I just went and got the new Glock uh, 19 Gen 3 Airsoft gun. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the Glock certified one. So I carry a 19 and it's a Glock 19 and a couple of magazines and then Redbeard targets. I don't know if you know Jim Edmonds, but Redbeard targets, I just picked up one of his fantastic uh, Ipsic targets. And the way my house is structured, I'll either take it out back and shoot it in the field or I'll shoot it outside my garage door and I'll angle the Ipsic so all the pellets go down the driveway and I don't have to see them again. So <laughs> that's – but but because, um, you know, you want to practice, you it is a perishable skill and – I think that uh, the airsoft is going to be a good way to continue practicing. It's got a blowback on it. You know, it's not as loud. It's not exactly the same. I understand that. But I think that, you know, presentation, uh, the, the draw stroke, the presentation, the fire, two fires, you know, reholster, just continuing doing that is going to be a pretty inexpensive way to, and safely, and you don't have to go to the range to do it. You know, um, anyway, what's your ideas on that? Well, we've, we've talked about that before too. And I had the, the, when I was shooting Glock, I had the uh, G34 that I got from Japan that uh, I safely brought back through customs. And, um, <laughs> you know, I use that. Did they check a, you at a, all? You know, I don't know if they even looked in my bag, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, I had to paint it orange in certain areas you know, to show that it was a safe thing. But, uh, I, I use that as a really good tool and you're right. The blowback's a little different, but it did help because it kind of had, you know, forced you to get your sights back on target. And I remember, um, I, I posted a couple of videos where I showed it from like a, a shooter's point of view where I had my um, GoPro and I was engaging targets in the backyard and, uh, it, it did help a lot. It helped with movement, helping understand trigger prep. Um, and it was a nice feedback. Yeah. So I, uh, it, the thing that you teased me about was all the cleanup. <laughs> That's right. You're back. And me, and, well, and, you moved. You moved out of that house. So how many, how many shovelfuls of airsoft pellets were in the backyard when you had to clean it up? I don't know. We had a lot of rain since then, so we're good to go. <laughs> I think that was the <laughs> that, that, that definitely saved me. And you know, I just said that they were biodegradable. <laughs> yeah, most plastic is. Yes, we may not oh, live yeah, that long. Plastic but, pellets. Yeah. Yeah. Those point two two millimeter. Yeah, but um. For you know, for now with the Dry Fire Academy, I think I told you this before, and um, I was I was excited because with my G thirty four, I had that Dry Fire mag, right? Original Dry Fire mag. Right. Um, but shooting the uh, three twenty, so they so didn't the, have one. the original uh, Dry Fire, I think they have them for the Model twenty one Glock for the nineteen seventeen thirty four because those are all the same in nine millimeter, right? And which would also work with some of the subcompacts that would take a, a those particular. So you can, if you shoot a Glock, there's basically going to be a dry fire mag for you to use. I think even their nine millimeter works in the 40. Is that correct? I believe so. I'm not yeah. sure about that, but, um, I just, that, I remember how absolutely instrumental that was in helping me to understand my trigger. Right. And I even did a video about this recently that, um, being able to get that reset and understand the, the feedback, um, it helps you to intimately understand your trigger. And that's, that's huge for me because in IDPA, right, we have close-up targets at three, three yards, and then we shoot out to 40 yards plus. So you have to know exactly what that trigger is going to do. You have to feel it and you have to be really in touch with it. And um, so like with the SIG, so safe downrange this way, with my SIG, right, after a trigger press, right, and this thing doesn't reset after that. And thank God, Dry Fire Mag just came out with one for the SIG. So now 
mean, that is huge. So for me, that's what helped me with the Western with the SIG, right? Because this is the first time I shot a big sanctioned match with my SIG. The last time I won the match was with uh, my G34. So to have the dry fire mag for the SIG, it was... <laughs> It was night and day, absolute night and day. So it um, helped me to engage targets faster and to see it see it clearer. Um, another thing that I preach right in my in my dry fire academy is that you, in order to shoot fast, you have to see fast, and that's big. And being able to get the trigger as fast as I can, it's massive. That's like big trouble, little China. It's all it the is. reflexes. Never drive faster than I can see. That's right. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, and where do they get dry fire mags? Um, so you get dryfiremag.com, I right. believe. You yeah. get, them a, um, get them a discount code. They use your name. Um, working on that. All That'd right. be nice. I think we're, um, we're, we're almost there with that, but, um, I, I, I would promote them to, to my, to the end of my days because I feel like they've done a lot of hard work. Like I would not have, no, I, I just didn't think I gave up hope that they would even be able to make one for a 320 um, or any mechanism for it, but they work super hard. And when I look at this mechanism, it's brilliant. So you're in Texas now, uh, according to your, tele, yes. your shirt that you have there. So uh, mm -hmm. you've always done the nice GoPro video. Do you have a GoPro attachment for your cowboy hat? <laughs> There's a, I, I, that's funny. I am hoping they have one here. I think it actually attaches to my belt buckle. Yeah, which attaches to the spurs. No, I don't know. I, that's I have. You caught me off guard with that one. I had no idea what to say. That's very funny. <laughs> I think I think we can work on that. You know, or yeah. cowboys or Indians. You can go either way with a headband or or with the cowboy hat. There. Okay, so you're also um, getting into um, some long range shooting. Finally, right? Yeah. Well, my girlfriend Chelsea, she's big into that. So you know, she builds AR. She's um, a big AR ten girl, and. Um, she and I recently, as sort of like our couple purchase, we got a Christensen Arms NPR Marn Precision Rifle um, in 300 PRC, right? Precision Rifle cartridge. And uh, haven't shot it yet, but it looks so pretty hanging on the mantle. <laughs> Again. So that, has a fold, that has a folding stock, right? So the first thing we did when we got out of California is right at that Arizona-California border. And I pulled that pin out and just was able to open and close that little stock. Very good. Well, it's a bolt action, yeah. isn't it? Or is it a... It's a bolt action. Yes, that's correct. Well, you can have a folding stock and a bolt action. Oh, is that right? Well, it's today. Because our pin was... It was pinned. T today mm. you can, right? So today oh, we see, can. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, who knows what's going to be happening. Who knows? I know. Hey, folks, I want to thank my very special friend and guest here, Jason Mayashiro. Jason Mayashiro. Find him on Instagram at jmiya 23 He's going to close out the show by singing Vince Torres' uh, phone number at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo. Are you ready for that? How dare you, Phil? <laughs> we, we, <laughs> look, we can't have dead air. You know, we get kicked off, so oh you're just going to have to go with it. Anyway, folks, if he what, did... What did we say? We're going to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it in Morse code. Anyway, check him out. Check out the Dry Fire Academy. If you want to get better at pistol shooting, this is a guy who came from zero to champion in three years. He knows what he's talking about. So get him on Instagram, J-M-I-Y-A-2-3, a Dry Fire Academy, dryfiremag.com. And uh, thank you very much. We'll see you all later. Hey, God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Phil. We're gone. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Vortex Optics. 
Vortex, the force of optics. And by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. 